Hi, listener. Welcome to the More Than Me podcast with your host, Becky Harrington, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. In each episode, we'll dig deep into stories of women who shed their fear and shame so that they could claim their higher purpose. Each week, you'll leave inspired, free from the shoulds that have been bringing you down and prepared to walk ahead towards your bright purpose. Experience a community that has forged a path before you and discover that you're not alone. Hi, listener. This is Becky with the More Than Me podcast. Um, I'm your host, Becky Harrington, and I want you to join me each week as we discover the triumphant stories of women who decided to have more for their lives and accept their purpose. This is a podcast for women who have a deep longing in their hearts, crave community, and are ready to step out in faith. I'm so excited to introduce you collective member, Angela Zadopek. We are in for a wild episode today (laughs) because her life has been like a wild ride of just like circumstances. In fact, the other day I was following her on Instagram And she leads a very different life than I do because she was taking caviar out of a wall. So (laughs) right now she's sitting in a warehouse um, where she's, it's a startup business. It's super awesome. And um, she just gets thrown into places that I just think in everyday life seem fantastic. Um, I want to tell you that she is such a humble giant because I sat down with her and spent the whole day Um, in relationship with her at a table in Seattle. And she never even just revealed all these crazy, amazing journeys that she's been on. She was just so humble and gracious and just like, hi, I'm just a normal person who sat down at your table. Um, But really, I'm a celebrity. (laughs) Um, And so she's such an inspiration. She's just this inspiration wrapped up in a gentle bow. I'm so excited to have her on. Angela, Will you please say hello? Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in More Than Me and also some of the the business things that you're involved with. Yeah. Thank you, Becky. It's so awesome to be here today. And I'm just so excited for the chance to just talk about kind of my journey and hopefully, you know, share some of my experiences with love to maybe help someone out there and love, right? Like that's what we all want as women. And we dream of our Prince Charming on a white horse. And Mm -hmm. um, I I was at University of Texas at Austin for college and I did Miss Texas USA after, uh, did the beauty pageant thing. And what came out of that was not only a fun experience doing Miss Texas, but I was found by these casting directors that were doing a new reality dating show, just like The Bachelor, but Eva Longoria was the producer. And it was on NBC called Ready for Love. And they had convinced me, hey, come to LA, hear us out or hear hear about the show. And so I went out to Los Angeles and that's really what kind of started this whole roller coaster of these last uh, six, seven years starting with that reality show where I was the quote unquote winner and the girl at the end. And really what went public wasn't me winning that show, but it was my story and my testimony on waiting for marriage. It's really what kind of kicked everything off. And that is, has kind of, um, that just kind of on roads right directly into your business. And that's what I love 
about how Jesus kind of guides our path sometimes is we're not sure, like, why am I on the dating show right now? I'm sure that like it went through your mind, like how in the world, and we're going to talk more about this dating show. (laughs) We're going to dive a little deeper into that, but um, being on that dating show and kind of having your testimony come out more publicly ended up being the reason why you started your jewelry line, right? So tell us about that. Yes. Yeah. So this show, I like to joke and say it was kind of like the Hunger Games meets The Bachelor because we'd have these elevators we'd come out of if you were sent down to be eliminated potentially. And one, the girl that was eliminated would not be in the elevator. So it was very like, well, what happened to her? <laughs> but um, I was sent to the bottom for elimination because they thought I wasn't a quote unquote modern day woman. Cause I decided when I was younger, you know, I made that commitment to my future husband that I'm waiting for marriage. And I just really felt like, it wasn't fair the way the spotlight was being put on me. Like it was a bad thing. And I was just like, fine, send me to the bottom for elimination. If, if, if that's a negative, then I don't want to be here for a guy that doesn't see that as worth and value. And so there was a live audience and a young girl, when I, after the episode, he didn't eliminate me. And so I was walking through security going to wardrobe and a young girl came through the crowd and and thanked me for making that public stance and she said she was scared to make the same stance because she was scared boys wouldn't like her then if they knew they weren't gonna hook up with her and she I was wearing a promise ring at the time and just that moment and she commented on my ring that moment made me I remember looking at my ring thinking, I love what this stands for. It was a commitment ring, but what if there was, I, I, it would be awesome to make more of like a fashionable one and, or one that just, I, I like the design more maybe, I don't know, you know, it's I, maybe there could be fashion and faith combined for women of faith today for jewelry. So it's like this idea, God just spoke it so audibly in my, in my head, just, I heard him say, create a jewelry line for women of today. And it was a weird moment, you know, and I'll never forget it because it just impacted me so much. And from then on, I've always had this desire to create jewelry that will inspire women of God's truth for them. Just like that is a truth, like that for us to protect our heart and he will honor our marriage, you know, our marriage will be blessed and, if we try to follow what he says and his promises. And so that's really kind of where that all started with my jewelry line. So we're going to get a little deeper into this story. And even if you joined us in Seattle, we have more time today than Angela had had really in Seattle. So we're going to actually deep dive even further into her story today. Um, So if you're listening um, and this is, this is going to be released in April, Uh, Stay tuned because we're going to be announcing dates for our upcoming um, events that are going to be happening this fall. And we want you to come and meet us in person because the magic of more than me really happens in person. So if you need to start saving up for that now, do it. Um, But make it a priority to meet us this fall. 
Um, the women who are on stage at these events, they sit at the tables with you. They don't hide behind a stage, come out and then go right back. They are in relationship with you. They're here for you. They're linking arms with you. So we want you to come in person. Um, you can go to morethanme.com, click on the events page, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get notified when the events are released. Uh, before we get into the interview, I also want to tell you about the member program. This is for women who want to band together and live about their purpose together. And, and both Angela and I are part of this um, group of women. We're here for you. We're here um, to, to benefit also from you. This is a participation community. It's a give and get. We collaborate, we support, we promote out of the abundance of our lives. We have skin in the game together. We care about each other's hearts. And so we want you to join us and you can get on Zoom calls as early as this month. So go to morethanme.com, click on the member section, join the membership group and start being in real relationship with us right now. Um, so we're gonna get into our interview. Um, so, okay, she gave us a little precursor. So she participated in this Miss Texas. So we. So even though you can't see her face, I can tell you she's really beautiful, and you probably already knew that because you have to be really beautiful to be um, Miss Texas. I'm I have the flu today, and so and this is my fourth podcast that I've recorded, so I think it's really great. That wow, God's keeping me in my place. Go girl. Um, Go girl. Uh, so so you you get a, you do this Miss Texas experience. As a result of that, you get asked to be on this dating show, which you describe as the Hunger Games meets The Bachelor. Yeah. And what happened? Did you, get a, <laughs> did you get eliminated, Angela? What happened? No, I mean, so there was, uh, yeah, there's weekly eliminations and they get, they send three girls to the bottom and one of them will be eliminated. So I was sent to the bottom night one, but he did not eliminate me. And I would never go there again because I was the final choice in the end where he proposed. And I was like, oh my gosh, because come on, let's be real. Like you don't get a lot of time with these people and on these shows, you just don't. And so I didn't think it was going to be like The Bachelor where I would end with an engagement. But it's, I, I'll tell you later in our interview why I think that all happened when we talk more about my jewelry line. But that really just, my story of waiting until marriage really was what a lot of different news outlets and people that held podcasts and things like that wanted to talk to me about. And I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit, not embarrassing, but like, oh my gosh, like that's the first thing everyone knows about me pretty much. You know what I mean? Well, like, and it's kind of like, virgin. it's like invasive a little bit. It's, like, it's not uh, a little bit invasive. It's really yeah. none of their business. Right. I right. mean, and then suddenly I was going to ask you, you didn't really talk about that in Seattle. Like, what was it like to have people up in your business like that? And in some ways it's like, people are cruel. At first it was, people would say, no, she's not, or there's no way, or just kind of judge like, well, look at what she's wearing there. And I did this interview once where I, I said, I did it with Fox news. And I said, you know, I still go to Vegas. I still go out. Like, you know, I still think we can be sexy, not in a provocative or alluring way, but you know, we can be fashionable women just because we're Christians. And it was completely taken out of context what I said. And they quoted me like, 
we can be sexy and go to Vegas. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, those things are going to happen, but really like I, and I said this multiple times in interviews in the past is just because I'm waiting doesn't make me better than anyone or holier than anyone. And if you've already done that and say, you know, you aren't a virgin anymore, that's still okay. Like God meets us where we are. Like we don't need to beat ourselves up over Pat, the past. What you're describing right now is that you stepped out. I, I think this is something so brave. And I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't step out and take risks like you've taken in your life is because it's almost universal these days that if you step out and you take a risk, you will end up getting falsely accused. And so here you are on Fox News, like, and they're mincing your words and kind of falsely accusing you. And what does that do to your identity and your soul? Like, how did you protect yourself from that, like seeping actually into your heart and taking it in? You seem to have a really good barrier of being like, well, that's not me and I'm not going to accept that. But I think a lot of people would have been like, well, maybe that is who I am. Yeah, I think you're right. Like I've always had a very strong conviction and just a peace and a strength God's given me through all that. But I would be lying if I acted like I've never had moments of doubt and insecurity and also almost covering myself so much in the sense of being so private with my life that, cause I'm like, well, I don't want, you know, I don't want to give the wrong impression or I don't want to do the, and I, I think it's funny that you say that because really in the last few years, I think I've finally, I'm just like, this is me, you know? And th- like the o- only audience I have to please is one. Like that is the audience we all have to please is God and not other people and worrying about other people. That is so silly. It's like if we're in the army and the general is telling us orders, but the whole time we're listening to the the bottom rank guy, like, what are we doing? We're not, we don't need to worry about that. And so I think if we can all, if everyone can really get to that place, it is so freeing. Oh my gosh. So, so, so you go on, you get proposed to, which you didn't think was going to happen. Yeah. And you said yes, right? You said because, yes because it was live and, you know. Yeah, she felt obligated. People around me. She said yes because she felt obligated. So yeah. then you had to say no. Did, how did that go? That was off camera. I mean, okay. basically, honestly, it was a mutually, I think, agreed thing that we just weren't a fit, you know? Um, nice person, but it just wasn't, it wasn't my guy. And, um... So we ended and then I was kind of like, what just happened? Like, what was the point of all that? And one of the outlets that interviewed me was the Christian Broadcasting Network. And they interviewed me about my stance on waiting. But then they said, hey, we have an opportunity for a millennial entertainment reporter. Would you want to move to Virginia Beach to be on air for us, which is where their headquarters is? And so I was living in Los Angeles at the time and I said, okay, let's go. So I moved from LA to Virginia, not knowing it's also a naval base where our Navy SEALs train yeah. is in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach area. So I go from Hollywood to military town and I'm like, where am I? You know, I was so isolated. I didn't know anyone there. 
And it was such a sweet season of my life though, because, because I was alone, I really had to go to God in that time and really just seek out, like, what do you have in this and focus on work. And so it's, it's been an amazing, uh, it was an amazing next step after all that. So God was in it. Wow. Okay. So then you met somebody, you met somebody and you started down the path of a really committed relationship that you thought was going to be the one that lasted your, your Prince Charming. Yeah. Finally. Yes. Yes. And, um, he, you know, he was involved with a lot of big ministries. He and I shared a lot of the same like life vision and things like that. And, it was confusing for me because he was a Christian and involved with ministry, but then it was like some other big flags like I was seeing. And I think it's easy if we meet somebody and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church to just grant that trust so easily and think, Oh, well they're, you know, straight laced here. They're not going to, you know, you want to attribute good qualities to that. And I'm not saying be skeptical of everybody or judgmental, but I think it's really wise as women that we listen to God when he says, guard your heart. And we really get to know somebody because if we just get to know, if we meet somebody and then say, okay, let's be in a relationship. And then you really get to know them. I think that's where a lot of heartache can happen. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like committed to that relationship and it got serious. And then over time, I really started to get to know him. And I saw a lot of things that were not good, but I had already like, in a way, like given my heart, right? Because we were, I don't know, it was, it was kind of backwards the way that happened. And I was confused because he, he would, was walking with God as I thought, and it just wasn't, it was not, I shouldn't say that I should, I should, I should instead of saying that I should really have said it I don't think his heart was in the right place at that time you know I believe God can change anybody and um so it was a really confusing time for me so you got to the point where you had started seeing red flags but you didn't really know like you didn't really know what was going on and um so you found yourself in a place where you you wrote a really beautiful prayer um, did. to yeah. God. And I don't know if you have that with you or if you can just kind of, um, maybe paraphrase some of it that you wrote, you read to us on stage in Seattle, but it was such a beautiful, honestly, <laughs> I, when you read it in Seattle, I, I, I often think about like, well, why didn't we keep adding to the Bible? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why, aren't, why aren't there more like, and some people would say this is like heresy for me to say this. So they'll just have to deal with Jesus at that point. Um, but, but like, why didn't we have people like we have anointed people who we are, we actually have the Holy spirit. Like David didn't even have the Holy spirit. Like we have access to the Holy spirit. Why didn't we keep adding to the Bible? And when you read that prayer, I thought that belongs in Psalms. If we were still adding to the Bible, I think that you would have a chapter in Psalms because it was such a like, like that tormented David where he's like, like, God, like, I just need you right now. Like, I just need you to show me. And like, I know that I'm not yeah. perfect. And like, so will you tell us a little bit about that beautiful Psalm? That yeah. you wrote? <laughs> I thank you for saying that. Um, 
you know, I basically was very torn, torn up. I didn't know what to do. I felt like, okay, I've invested all this time into this relationship and, um, you know, I, I, but why do I not feel peace? You know, I think we need to listen to our gut when we just don't feel peace. And I, I had been praying about it and seeking advice and counsel, but I think this prayer, it was two in the morning and I was wide awake and this was my absolute heart cry. And I knew like I was just at the bottom emotionally from like, I can't stay in this relationship and I really need God to like speak to my heart right now. Um, And I think, you know, when you read through the Bible, like that's what he wants. He wants us to truly seek him when we're really feeling lost. Right. And so um, can you still, can you still hear me? I just X out of the screen, but I can pull this up. Okay. Um, let's see here. It's worth the wait. I promise. It's a beautiful, it's so beautiful. And I don't know, listener, while she's doing that, I know that I have had moments like this. I have had my 2 a.m. crying in the carpet, begging Jesus to please be there for me. Um, and I don't have those, those prayers on paper, but I, I know that if you have been in a place like that, listener, like you're going to identify with this letter. You're going to, you're going to hear it. So you have it. I have it. So I'm not going to say his name. I'll just like use him. I'll use the word him, but, um, okay. So here we go. So I laid a rest with my soul a mess spinning through life. Like it's a test. Lord, give me eyes for what I cannot see and evoke this lesson you're trying to show me. I cannot carry this burden anymore. Show me what you have in store. Speak to me in my dreams and my sleep. Confirm your will and I'll not say another peep. God, show me, I beg you, show me your will. Is he who you have for me for all of life's thrills? Give us wisdom and confirm in my spirit. Lord, give me peace. I beg, give me rest. I know I've failed many times in this test, but my heart is for good and I am scared. Calm my spirit and help me repair. Lord, please show me if... He is who you have for me. Speak to my soul. I beg you, my King, Abba Father, I turn to you. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for any lies. I just want to stop all of this and be wise. I cry out to you. I cry out so loud. Lord, help me be a woman of God that grace abounds. Give me strength to muster the path ahead. Sing more together. Is he who I should wed? Lord, I trust you. Confirm in my heart what it is I should do. Give me a sign. I beg of you. I don't doubt your mercy, purpose, and grace. I can't even look rested when people look at my face. Torment and hurt ring in my head. Lord, help me break the cycle right here in my bed. These words are flowing and I want to see truth. God, show me what pleases you. I love it. I love it even the second time that I heard it. Thank you. Yeah. And it was like God's, like, presence was so real like I felt like he was like chilling across this table the bed for me like just like in the room yeah and I knew I have to wake up in the morning and end this relationship because if I'm who I say I am which is a Christian and I believe in God and I want to follow him I know this is not in his will and taking that step is so hard but you have to do it and it's incredible how he can just take you 
out of that place and you truly though like have to lean on him and it's 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 a it's a it's a breaking point but a good breaking point so you went and you did that so you didn't just hear the words from god and you didn't just feel it in your heart you took action you broke up with this relationship and chose to say god i believe that you have a a, the best life for me out there um and so i'm just going to keep going and i know a little bit about what it feels like to keep trusting God. You know, um, I'm in, uh, I'm 37, almost 38 and I'm infertile. I've not been able to have children. And as time marches along, you know, you hear a lot of infertility stories and they get solved, right? Like I was infertile or then we adopted or, um, and, but there, what I've, what I have also encountered along this journey is that that doesn't always happen. There are actually a lot of women out there that their infertility story never ended. Um, And so there is this like delicate balance of like, God, I trust you that you want the best life for me. And that, 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 but there's also this part of you that doesn't want to admit for a long time that what if that best part, that best life for me doesn't include a child Or what if that best life for me doesn't include Prince Charming? What if that best life is completely different than, um, than what I think it is? And that I think is why we end up running, running away from, from that because we're like, no, if that's your best life, I, I refuse. (laughs) refuse. Um, so, you know, you broke up with him and what has happened in your heart since you chose to take that action? Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I was in that for so long and it was like the easiest like time of adjustment, like, because it's almost like a death in your life. I mean, you're used to them every day, all the time, and then they become a stranger so fast, right? Because you just, then they're gone. And my, ever since then, I really have been so intentional about focusing on myself and my business and what, you know, God's put on my heart to pursue. And so that's my jewelry line from the reality show. You know, I've always had that as a like side thought and just side thing, but now I'm focusing on doing that full time. And I really want this jewelry to be a line that can help inspire women to be bold in their faith but also be a beautiful reminder of who we are, which is God's daughters. I mean, we are, that sounds cheesy that we're daughters of the King. Maybe someone would say, Oh, that's so cheap, but you know what? It's true. And we need to have our self talk and the thoughts about ourselves reflect God's truths, which is purpose, beauty, worth, lovely elegance class all these things and i want my my desires for this jewelry to help be a reminder through everyday wear of of that and also be a way that we can all connect as women of faith because we're all so different and god made us so unique but i mean who doesn't love to feel fashionable and beautiful right so i hope this jewelry can really be more of a community um just like more than me is and really it's just a way we can all where our faith boldly. Yeah, I love that. Um, so part of what this whole journey is taking you on is 
being able to step out. I'm, <laughs> I love your story because I have to tell you, I, I'm just going to be totally honest with you. I have taken so long in my life to step out in the things that God has called me towards. I have been so comfortable for most of my journey hiding behind other people and pushing them forward to be successful and to be, um, to, for their ministries to succeed and I'll stand way back over here. Um, I'm, I'm more comfortable. You need someone to do all the like legwork and the behind the scenes stuff. I will be that person for you. And part of the reason is that there is so much fear of, of putting yourself out there and having being falsely accused, being um, publicly shamed, right? <laughs> and I see you, you're this young woman who has already had to go through that. You've already been falsely accused, publicly shamed. And you're like, I, you can't put a lampshade on this light. I am not going to let you. I'm, I don't even care. You can throw whatever you want. You've been interviewed in these massively pub public ways and you just keep, they keep trying to cover your light <laughs> and you're like, nope, I don't care. Keep throwing it back. So like what in you, what in you do you think just keeps you going and how do you shield yourself from um, not running away and being scared like the, the rest of us? Yeah. I think, you know, and I'm human too. Like there's been times where I've been like, okay, what's, what is happening here? Right. But I just feel such a strong desire to keep running this, to keep being loud, right? Like clanging, you know, in the Bible it talks about, we need to be loud and we need to, um, not be silent about our beliefs. And so I just feel like I look around and I see it breaks my heart. Like what younger girls are battling or just, Hey, women today, like there's a lot of pressures and things about our culture that can easily cloud your judgment or get in your head and make you think you need a guy or a relationship to be happy or validation. Guess what? Even if you're married, your husband is not going to make you happy. Like you have to be happy on your own. If we go into these relationships or find jobs to define our happiness or our identity, it is going to be not, that's not a happy ending. Like we need to find our joy and our purpose with our relationship and walk with the Lord. And if you can get to that place and really see the importance of that, I just think, it's, it's just so powerful in all of our lives and we can really discover like a full life in that, it, through that lens. And I think I even got lost a little bit with my identity when I was so wrapped up in that relationship. And that is easily, that can easily happen because we want love and we want to feel that. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think our, where do we go first for our purpose? Like, go to the word, go to what God says. And mm -hmm. I think that has been the most fueling thing for me above what anyone else says, because I, you know, I, I believe all of us, we have God within us. So how can we fail? We can't. So, um, when I worked in publishing for a Christian publisher and we we're doing consumer resources. And one of my best friends, um, she's a writer and an editor. 
And she made this um, coloring book. It's an adult coloring book, but it's also a devotion. And if you're not into coloring like me, I kind of think adult coloring books are like really lame, but um, you could just read the devotions. It's called Namesake. And what she did is she went through the entire Bible and she was answering one question. And that question was, who does Jesus say that you are? Mm -hmm. And so every illustration is a devotion of uh, something that Jesus says that you are. So like one of the ones that I, um, that I, that stuck out to me when I was going through it was you're right. Um, Mm. you are right. He says you're right. And, um, and that is because he gave you the Holy spirit to speak directly with him. And so when something is being put in your heart, even if everyone else around you is saying it's not, you are right because I said you are. Um, And there's, so for anyone who is struggling with who does Jesus say that we are, you know, the Bible is really intimidating to some people. I got my minor in it. So I'm one of the like 1% who has read the entire thing cover to cover. And, um, but most people are getting it fed to them through the lens of a pastor or the lens of someone else. Um, and so it can be intimidating. I think like people say like, go to the Bible. It's like, Oh, I've never read that before. I don't understand it. So this devotion is so great because she went through the Bible and she pulled out everything that Jesus said when he was here on earth about us and who we are. Um, and identity is such a huge issue. And I love that you, that you kind of made that connection that, that everything that you're, you went through was about finding a true identity and so much of the world is constantly just trying to create a false identity around us Mm -hmm. all from the time we're born and we can understand words. It's already happening to us. And that's such a beautiful thought. I want to ask you a question and that is, um, there's, there's a variety of people listening today. Uh, we're going to have a lot of um, women who have teenagers or, or raising young women. Um, and they're going to ask the question of like, how do I instill this idealism into my daughter's heart so that she grows up to be like you? <laughs> yeah. I, I really think there's, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want to give, Oh, say this and it'll happen. You know, but I know when my mom talked to me, she gave me the the sex talk when I was like 15 and she's just like, you know, God will really bless your marriage. And, um, you know, if, if you preserve that. And so that, that wasn't the main thing that caught my attention. What caught my attention was the idea of, that is the most personal way you can give yourself to someone. And I truly think a man that is, is willing to respect that shows what his character is and also his intentions. And it's such a like telling thing when you're dating someone, you're like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. And if they hit the road, well, you know what they were there for. (laughs) It's like, okay, wait a minute. And you know, it is so important to be on the same page spiritually in a relationship. And so really there are people, there are guys out there that will respect that and value that. And that's going to be the type of guy that you, that is deserving of your heart. Someone is not deserving of your heart. That's just going to want to use you for that and just be done with the relationship. And I think, you know, are you going to make a really good decision when you're drunk or intoxicated? 
probably not. And sex is intoxicating in ways. And so if you just jump to the physical so quickly, you can really cloud your judgment about if that person's good for you and look over other things because you're just focused on the physical. I think there's a number of reasons why it's important, but really, ultimately, it's about respecting yourself and realizing how precious you are. So I'm not going to do that with you. You need to, you know, it's, I am, I'm valuable. I'm worth something. And I'm not just going to give myself in the biggest way to just every person I date or to someone that is not going to be my forever. And that whole just concept and train of thought really, really resonated with me. And I just think, I mean, there's so many other reasons why it's smart to just wait, but it's really saved me a lot of heartache. And I can tell you as a 31 year old that has dated, I've dated a lot. There's not one person I look back and think, Oh, I wish I would have slept with him. No. Cause you know what? It didn't work out. And there was reasons why it didn't work out. And I am so thankful that I, you know, I, I preserved that. So, um, the other question I'm going to ask is we, we, um, likely have somebody who's listening or, or someone listened to this episode and knew that a friend needed to hear this. And so we have someone listening right now who is in that place where they maybe need to make that hard step and break off a relationship that is not good for them and so being tender to their heart and knowing that they're listening to you right now, what would you say? I would say breathe, just breathe right now. And you are not a bad person or you're not like alone in the and we all get in relationships that can get, you know, messy or wait, what am I doing in this? But you are strong and powerful, more strong. You're stronger and more powerful than, you know, when you can just take your fears and really put them at Jesus's feet and make that, take that step to exit that relationship. And I think it's really about loving your future self. And Tiffany actually shared that with me. She said, you know, think of your future self and your future family and realize like, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So is this relationship like life giving you? Is it helping you flourish? Is it making you the best version of yourself? And I think don't beat yourself up, but also this, you know, you would be surprised at just how incredible it is when you actually do that. And I speak from experience. Like once I ended that, God has taken me to amazing places and it was the hardest decision, but it is looking back. I'm just like, wow, (laughs) like, wow. I'm so glad I did that. And I think if you're keep staying in it, it's because we're scared to we don't want to, we don't know what the future holds and that can be scary. So it's like trying to control like, okay, well, I know this and this is, this is comfortable to some level, but I don't know what, what even would be in the future if I end this. 
But I think channeling that energy and actually realizing how awesome that is and how like the crazy places it could take you that are just so beautiful than you could ever imagine, that is exciting. But you've got to take that step. And it's so important to not be quiet. Like reach out to your friends, reach out to people, and you'd be surprised at people that will be there for you and help you. You're not alone. You're not going to be out on the streets. Like God can, he will provide. Yeah. And also just knowing that he promises that he's going to, if you follow him, that he's going to give you the best life. And we don't always know exactly what that is for us. We create it in our mind. And so whether, whether this is an episode about saving yourself for marriage, or this is an episode about um, sticking with it, even when you've been infertile for a long time, it doesn't matter. The circumstance is I believe that God is for me, that he has the best life for me and that he's going to provide what we need. So thank you so much, Angela. This is a beautiful episode. We're going to see you thank in you. Dallas. I, yes, I so love to see to, to this conversation today. Thank you for joining us on the More Than Me podcast, sharing stories of women who decided to move outside of themselves and claim a higher purpose because together we are more. Next week, we're going to be joined by um, Brooke and she's going to be sharing some new stories with us. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. This will help more women um, be reached by this podcast. So please go do that for us. Again, you can find out more about this movement in more detail on morethanme.com. This is episode seven and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.